You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast drop-down from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. braid situation happening yeah i braided my hair this morning it's what happens when it gets long and i don't want to have like no hair but what what happened (laughs) (laughs) she's complimenting i think yeah she's throwing shade at my hair i was not throwing shade at all now you are (laughs) that hair is on fleek girl (laughs) you want me to throw shade i will show you some shade <laughs> so, given that I'm 100% positive that Matt's going to want to include that in the podcast, we'll just use it as the opening. Hello, Hello everyone! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this week we have Nacha on as a guest. Hi! Hi. <laughs> um, can you give a little introduction about, like, little introduction um, about yourself and where people can find you just to kind of introduce yourself and then we'll get a little bit into our show topic this week and how everybody's doing we like to do this new thing where we talk about gossip and what's happening in the internets so we'll do that (laughs) a little bit before we jump into this week's topic but why don't you introduce yourself to our guest we met in canada right yeah we met i was a little bit delirious by that point in the book tour Uh but i'm pretty sure it was canada because i remember a lot of hunk a lot of hugging and (laughs) bone broth being drunk and i think it was you that gave me the tallow bomb that i'm like actively using on my face right now oh that's amazing i'm so happy you like it (laughs) so um my backstory i'm a biomedical researcher i've been one for about 12 years now and a couple of years ago when i started lifting weights i ran into a few health problems and one of them being really frequent injuries so um me being a scientist is that when i find problems i like to really figure it out so it's how i became a health detective um especially in terms of women's hormones and things like muscle imbalances and injuries and all that stuff awesome that was cool that was like like i was expecting more (laughs) so um why don't can you tell people like what you're actively doing or where they could find you you know like Mm -hmm. so um I'm mainly like a hormone detective and health detective for women who left and my website is nachamaitai.ca or you can type in whynerdywellness.com yeah so it, it would go to the same place and that's where they can find me and more recently I'm writing a lot about biofeedback training how to balance your hormones as women who love to live heavy things because a lot of us run into different hormonal issues and we have different needs in terms of training and nutrition and all this stuff and one of the problems I ran into a lot is that when I go to the doctors they know about hormones and they know about the human bodies but they don't know about training and when I go to personal trainers they don't know the other side of it so it gets really frustrating and I like to integrate these kind of things yeah and another thing that I like to do is that I like to try stuff um as I can tell you I just got a chiropractic adjustment and cupping so I'm a walking polka dot right now <laughs> it's always good to do some n equals one experimentation. Yeah, but I want to try yeah. cupping. That yeah. sounds like relaxing. I, but they I also heard... do it in the street in Vietnam, so I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that sounds comfortable. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll make sure to put links to your blog and how people can find you um, for troubleshooting purposes and that kind of stuff in the show notes, as well as we're on the topics that we cover and discuss today, which are going to be injury prevention, 
you've put together already a lot of notes and information. So we'll make sure that we get those posted in the show notes as well. So people have that stuff um, Mm -hmm. and can refer back to you. I think that um, the hormonal stuff is is stuff that we've kind of tangentially discussed before, especially when women are, you know, trying to cut weight or not fueling for, for, for performance, or even if they are fueling for performance, just that much activity can sometimes affect female hormones. Right. And so we've oh, talked like- a little bit before that previously. I think that's great that you're offering some individual support for people trying to troubleshoot that. Cause I know from being in uh, like women's weightlifting forums online, that is so commonly discussed by people who are, you know, either having acne or they lost their period or a myriad of issues that are associated with that kind of stuff. So, but today we're going to talk about injury because it's been something that Viv and I have been mentioning, um, because of my own injury. And so when, uh, you reached out about coming onto the podcast, it seemed like a good fit in terms of, uh, being able to talk a little more specifically about, uh, prepping or, you know, preventing for injury. And then also like, if it does happen, recovery and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that, um, I don't, I just don't want it to be like a sob story about my injury again. (laughs) Like, I just feel like it's a Debbie Downer for me to be like, I'm injured. Um, I did go see just for an update for everybody. I did go see like an actual, um, spinal specialist MD and they touched all different parts of my back and were like, yeah, you've got so many problems. We're going to need an MRI. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm actually feeling a lot better and, um, I'm considering doing some exercise this evening. <laughs> I can't even call it training anymore because at this point it's just It's going to be all tricep pull down. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, that said, you know, we're probably going to talk about a lot of the things that I've been doing in terms of recovering um, and, you know, offering specific kind of information for people. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, I'm first, not even doing, like, post-show recovery right now. Yeah, My so first we need to talk about, like, what's happening on the internet. More importantly, True. what's happening on the internet in Vivian's feed. What's like, happening in my feed? What's happening in your feed is we have not caught up since True. you posted all of your contest stuff. And oh, you need yeah. to update people on I, your contest. Okay, so... You're like, what's happening in my feed? What, you got all defensive. Is, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know what's happening in my feed. I'm not there. <laughs> I don't live on the internet nearly as much as I think I do. Um, I, what is it? Last Saturday, I went to Beer City Brawl, and I ended, I ended up competing with lightweight novice men. So, out of the 12 men, inclu- or 12, 11 men and me, I tied for 6th place um, with another male. And so, middle of the pack for lightweight novice men. It's Yay. amazing. It's, it's like, I have been <laughs> in a position where they've told me it's like potentially you could yeah and ultimately in the contest that i was in we ended up either getting enough women to have a class or combining classes so i've never competed with men and part of me is like yeah i can compete with men like look at me and then another part of me is like um this is not fair (laughs) (laughs) i i think uh jason and i talked the week before and uh, at that time, the middleweight class already had a class, and I didn't want to mess with that. Because mm. for me, I know how hard it is just to find a class. So yeah. once you have a class... Women, you're talking women For class, women's yeah. classes, um, once you find a class, you don't want to mess with it. So um, the middleweight and lightweight did end up combining. Um, but, you know, that would not be fair for a lightweight to do heavyweight weights. And because all of the lightweight novice men weights are comparable to my nationals weights, mm. um, it was pretty cool. It was like, it was funny because half the guys were like, okay, I get it. I'm going to talk to you. And the other half of the guys were like, mm, <laughs> they were like uncomfortable that you yeah, were. But I mean, for me, it was at the end of the day, it was like the first event was the most intimidating because I was facing all of them as I was doing the press. So if you watch Laura's video mm. that she posted on me, all those guys that are like I'm facing during my clean mm-hmm. and press. Mm-hmm. 
are all the guys I'm competing against. And one guy zeroed that event right before me. Oh, gosh. So, and I was like right next to him screaming because I knew I was going to get it. Don't die. She just Sorry. Missed. I was like... <laughs> she tried so hard to hold it in. Because too. we're sharing a mic, I couldn't mute. <laughs> I'm okay. It was just a sneeze. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. Uh, for me, at Beer City Brawl, I didn't qualify for nationals, but now, um... So, if you'd have done middle class, they would have made you a qualifier for nationals. If I made the middleweight women come up to my weight class. Uh, But it's one heavyweight versus all the middleweights, and what is that for? If you hit all of the women heavyweight stuff, like, why... Because there's no... Whatever. There's no rhyme or reason. There's a... There's... Whatever. So, I'm thinking about maybe Ice Queen or Brute... I just haven't decided which one in January, just to get it over with. And then, of course, um, Strongest Southern Bell still is on my calendar. Yeah. I thought about doing Jewel Valkyrie, or Jewel, but I can't make it happen in December. It's just, <laughs> I'm feeling my body re- trying to recover right now, and it's not... Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm getting new programming, so I don't want to mess with that, so... Yeah, Todd's, Todd's about to do that, so we should have him on, too, one day. Anyway, Sorry. Sidetracked That's cool. in my brain. <laughs> so, what was what was your favorite takeaway from competing with men? And what was your least favorite takeaway? From- I think competing with the men. I okay. My favorite takeaway, like all together, was seeing all the girls go, "Holy shit, we can compete with guys!" <laughs> <laughs> like their faces were all like, "Oh my god, you're my hero!" And there were some girls. You, like, you are. You are so many girls' hero. Yeah, it's you're so hero. weird. <laughs> it's so weird. And some of the girls, like after we went out to the brewery or whatever, they're like, "Let me touch you." And it was it was cool. Um, I think that was just really cool seeing like the women's faces just be like, "Oh, we're just one of the bros." And, yeah, like, and for me, like fuck yeah. And for me, I I don't. For me, it's no different because all I do is I lift train with, with guys. I train with yeah, guys, yeah. and I lift with Jason and Todd and like all those guys. So now, now we have a couple more girls coming in, but still, it's not it's not the same. Um, but training, but competing against men, it is like a different level of serious. <laughs> I think when I'm in there, because now it's just like okay, not only do we have to like not. If we get beat by a girl, we don't want it to be so much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of the guys by the end of, or after the deadlift, they were like, oh, okay. She's, <laughs> She's serious. <laughs> but yeah, I did 100 pound jumps on the deadlift because why not? I wow. was just like, um, <laughs> so you hit 500 yeah. and then didn't hit 600. I was like, did you not take a jump in between? You're like, no. I went up 100 pounds. Well, because, like, I have nothing to lose once I'm competing with guys anyway. Like, none of the guys hit 600, so I wasn't going to lose it. <laughs> but for me, it was just like, well, you know, why not try? What what harm is in, in there for me to try? Like, especially since I'm competing with guys anyway. Like, yeah. what is that going to hurt me? It's not going to bust my ego any if I don't hit 600. So, that was pretty cool. That was, like... It's, it was a highlight just to be able to compete with all of them. They were all very nice, although some of them didn't want to talk to me, which is fine. But a lot of the even open guys were like, oh, man, like, you're you're competing with the guys. That's crazy. <laughs> and, like, Patrick um, was, was, like, smack talking, like, for me because I don't smack talk. <laughs> I don't ever smack talk. Pa- Patrick is someone who is up at the edge who must see you. Like maybe twice a month. Yeah, yeah. And he and he's like, oh my god, you can't just let a girl beat you like that. Or <laughs> to the other guys, which was comical. And then some of the other guys that I've seen in contests before were just like throwing me a lot of respect and and being like, oh, you're really sticking yourself neck out there. And by the end of the day, everyone was just like cheering me on, which was awesome. So yeah, well, that's good. It feels good. That's that's um and I didn't have to place and I didn't have to worry about that. It was just a fun show. Yeah. Really heavy fun show. And it sounds like um you know, it was like a new set of all the feels. Like yeah. you know. I think it was I think it was just nice because not everyone gets a like I like to have the opportunity to be challenged and I liked having that challenge to not to know that I'm gonna have to work for the standing I'm standing in. Because women's classes are so small, yeah. you know, sometimes it's three of you, you know you're going to walk out just the top three of you. Right, right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and it's not 
as, um, it's, it's comforting to know that the guys will let you compete sometimes just so then you can see like where you actually sit. So let's be clear. We don't <laughs> let the men let us compete. We show up and get shit done. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of them just... are more accommodating than others. Well, uh, yeah, because Jason and I had the conversation before the show and he was, I was like, I really, I would really like to, perf- I, I was like, I don't really care if you bring the middleweight up, but I would prefer not to mess with their weight class. So Combine me with the lightweight novice men, because, you know, nothing's on the line as a lightweight novice man. Yeah. Except for, you can no longer compete as a novice. Do you know what I mean? So, I'm not taking anyone's ticket, none of that. Yeah. (laughs) And then everyone was making fun of me. Well, not making fun, but we were joking around that if I place top three in lightweight novice men, I'll have to compete open. (laughs) In the next. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's really funny. That's funny. So, we were just hanging out, and it was just a good time. Everyone was chill. Gotta see Gabby and all them, so yeah, it was cool. Awesome. So things we'll, that are happening. We'll use that as our what's happening on the internet, and just yeah. recommend that everybody check out your media because you did post videos yeah, I did and post videos. you got some scopes. I got some scopes Paris that are scope out there for those people. Who... And then um, I'm sure I have some Instagram posts too on things and stuff. It's probably, uh, my Instagram post was probably more like my drunken debauchery, but whatever. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, honest. I think some, no, I think there were some videos on Instagram. Yeah. I, I did see a lot on Facebook, but, um, yeah. The, I mean, the full videos on Facebook, but I guess I can, I'll move them to YouTube later this week. Yeah. Cool. I can do that. I want to see, I want to see whole videos because some of the ones that I was seeing, I think were on Instagram and they were just 15 yeah. seconds. So. I can post whole videos on YouTube. Sweet. So, let's talk about injuries. How are you feeling? You, f- you feeling? Ugh. Dude, I could not handle life on Monday. <laughs> because, like, normally, okay, normally when I do a show, I take the Monday off so I can go to Spa World, specifically <laughs> to sit in a sauna in a spa. I saw you were in day. a hot tub. Were you at, like, I was spa? at home. Oh, my gosh. At home. I got straight into a hot tub after I drove home. However, like, that was not sufficient. Because <laughs> I was in there, and then, like, I had to go to my dad's and hang out, you know, do dot father-daughter stuff and hang out with the family and not, like, be a total bump on a log. But on Monday, I, you know, after working a ridiculous number of hours and sitting in an office chair all day, I I could not handle life anymore. <laughs> and so I ended up getting a massage and now I'm just like, Ugh. but my hips are, like, today, after, like, all that, my hips are finally opening up. So my hips were super, super tight. And to be fair, yesterday I did do, like, a a mini or like a a wad like a mobility ten minute, kinda. a 10 minute like amrap mm. type thing mm-hmm. but um which probably helped me a lot more than me sitting around and rolling out being like ow but <laughs> on tuesday i walked into the gym after getting this massage and todd goes it just looks like you're tense and i'm like yeah because i'm tight i don't know <laughs> so recovery is a process and like i think it's more so this time than it would be any other show because that show ended up being like national level weights like mm-hmm. you know lightweight like novice heavier man, than usual heavier than what yeah. I would normally train for for a show just to qualify yeah, yeah. so it was good but my body's just a uh, little tight <laughs> mm-hmm. it's getting looser and I did do a deep stretch on Wednesday but it's just like a process and it's annoying <laughs> <laughs> annoying so part of that process um is prevention right like you i know you trained sufficiently first of all before you went in you were mobile and and all that kind of stuff that we regular talk about i usually go to the doctor before i do a show too yeah and i get a full like just work out all my kinks i don't know where i'm broken (laughs) seriously i know i know you do you're hardcore about that which is probably why you're still training and i'm on the sofa drinking wine ain't nobody judging over here listen it's i'm kind of enjoying this life right now um so nacha you prepared kind of a list of injury prevention ideas i'm going to go through them because we've touched on some before and i want to make sure we got through everything that you kind of outlined yeah um so I think kind of one of them is what Viv just touched on, which is kind of doing a movement screen or assessment before starting training or especially before doing a contest and making sure that you're kind of aware of where 
things feel good or tight or not good. And then Mm -hmm. working through those and additional movements or whatever might be necessary to get good movement going. Um, So a lot of the times when injuries happen, it's usually because you have a weak link in your body, right? So um, one of the ways that you can figure it out is by doing like movement screening. So for example, um, FMS, which is functional movement screening, um, is uh, the the guy, Greg Cook, who's a physiotherapist, I think he came up with these systems where you can do a few different um, movements like overhead squat with a, a dowel to figure out like if some people have some movement limitations. So that's um, one of the things that you can do to figure out injury risk or like if there are certain mobility or certain things that you can work on. Yeah, so it's very important to do movement screening. And beyond that, it would be like looking, just looking at a person or like looking at yourself, like are you lopsided or do you tend to use certain muscles more than others that can lead to a, a dysfunctional patterns, so postural issues and stuff like that? Yeah, so that kind of gets into the... Yeah, and I think I did that yesterday with Todd because he's writing the new programming mm. just like for me to see. Like Yesterday I found out like my pounds per pressure grip strength-wise, left hand to right hand is a 30-pound difference. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> so like it... I guess that doesn't really surprise me though, but when it comes to something like farmers, that's yeah, going to yeah. be really limiting. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like yesterday we did the overhead squat thing mm-hmm. where it's like the distance of the length of my tibia or something mm-hmm. where my feet had to be. And overhead squatting. So that's cool. Yeah. That's what so, I did yesterday. Funny you mentioned that because I had this experience when, like, one day I just randomly get something like a, almost like carpal tunnel, but it's on my left side where, like, my left grip started to weakening out before my right side and it um, started to numb. So I find out later that it was because. Uh, my tight scaling muscles were impinging on um, the, the bronchial plexus, just like the bunch of nerves close to the shoulder. So like beyond the training, so if someone has a weak grip, it could be the training. But another thing that it could be is that is your nervous system firing to that arm correctly? Yeah, yeah so yeah, it could come from something in the spine or or maybe even the core because... Most people are not, like, 100% even, but it's another thing to think about. That's cool. So I think we kind of touched on already, I think, Nacho, you mentioned it, like, common movement dysfunctions. Mm -hmm. Um, And Viv, you've talked before about, from a lifestyle perspective, how your right hand was your mouse, your right hand was your shift in your car, yeah. your right hand was, <laughs> That's true. you know, was this yeah, and that. And, and so you you had to actually start proactively doing things with the left side of your body to yeah. balance out because you're having shoulder pain. Now, which yeah. is weird oh. for a lot of people. I've changed the entirety of how I work out throughout the day because of a shoulder impingement. Yeah, but that's, Holy I cow. mean, that's, that affected in a positive way, like your... Um, prevention of injury in the gym and allowed you to have better performance in the gym because you were working with a practitioner and aware of your own body and kind of like, hey, something's funky. And so you were able to kind of troubleshoot that, which is, which is good. Um, so I guess this also leads into, um, your next point, which is why it's not a good idea to go no no pain no gain mentality which i will agree with 100%. I mean i think i think there's the fine line for people i think is the difference between like it shouldn't be easy versus it's uncomfortable it hurts. versus pain. Right. And i yeah. think like you know nothing nothing was ever gained by doing the same, right? Like there's mm-hmm. it's got to be uncomfortable in order for progress to happen. Like building muscle doesn't come naturally or easily, but at yeah. the same time like if something doesn't feel good, like right, or you know, you you feel a twinge in a way that's mm-hmm. something other than, you know, like a m- muted pressure. Like, how would you define yeah. like what is normal uncomfort versus like pain that for you me, should say, hey, that's not a good idea. For me, when I define pain, it's like a sharp stabbing, like numbness, like that. Yeah, exactly. Is, to me, is pain. Mm-hmm. Anything like where it's just tight or there's pressure, that to me isn't pain. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's it's it puts you in a position where you you might not necessarily try to sit at your office desk all day. 
But, like, for me, that's, like, sitting at my desk and feeling my back go numb. That is pain. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and that's where I start standing up and walking around. And people are like, what are you doing? Like, why yeah. are you dancing around? That's pain to me more than it is, like, when I'm under a squat bar and there's pressure on my back. I yeah. mean, I I can feel my body pressing against the bar. Yeah. And I can feel p- every part of my body that is uncomfortable. I don't think of that as pain ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a big difference between, like, the exertion pain or, like, feeling that you're doing some work and the pain from injuries and most experienced trainee can tell that the the thing is that a lot of times when if you watch some funny fitness videos on youtube you can say you can see that when people are doing some things like with a very wrong form right and then they feel the pain but they they absolutely push through that because they feel like because um fitness or like inspiration on the internet gives them the, the impression that they need to be pushing themselves in order to to get their results and that's usually not the case yeah, so yeah that's from a coaching perspective for me it's not i think i would re- much rather somebody do overhead squats with a pvc pipe for a month yeah than mm-hmm. do it but like but most but, people are like into the idea of seeing progress like oh, by increase of weights and you know for me i'll say for me personally it's a pill to swallow that when I go back into the gym, I'm using, you know, body weight and empty bars mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But I also know that that is the only way, and we'll talk a little bit about recovery, but like, that's the only way that I'm going to work up to being able right. to do heavy stuff again. Like, I just can't come back from an injury where I've been out for weeks and then expect that I'm going to walk in and be like, yeah, let me hit this, like, four-hour heavy training sesh. That's yeah. going to go awesome. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, okay, so then um, I think this is pretty obvious, um, a balanced training program that kind of moves all planes of motion, and um, that'll help prevent injuries and even increase longevity. I think we've talked a lot about small muscle fiber, large muscle fiber, working, you know, accessory work as well as... Um, actual heavy movements and I think what's important is like if you don't have a balance of push and pull if you don't have a balance of you know front and back front back (laughs) left right up down and and you're constantly doing let's say deadlifts without doing you know lateral movements then Mm -hmm. you're going to create a problem ultimately with your deadlift because your posterior chain is going to get um, out of sync from the rest of the muscles in your bottom half. And so you've, mm-hmm. if you want to, yeah, short term, that'll give you immediate gains, but like long term, that's not going to help you be able to, to be balanced. And you have this look on your face, Viv. Well, I mean, like, I'm literally, I'm just thinking about my programming and being like, how do I do that? Oh. Is that weird? Like, it's weird because I don't think about it. And yeah. like, I think about it during the week I'm doing it. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not because right now I'm like mostly in recovery and try like and I'm not for the first time I guess in a month or two I'm not in control of my programming <laughs> which is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no a lot. It's going to be really See fun. It? Yeah. I like to warm up with Turkish get up, so that's one of the fun exercises I like to do, and it it trains so many different things like cores and all different angles, and you get to train shoulder stability with Turkish get up as well as long as you like do it correctly if you know how to pack your shoulder yeah i would stuff. say that yeah. any one of the things where you're like oh i hate doing that is something <laughs> that like needs to be included because it means that it's a weakness right. and it's not easy for you like i know people don't want to hear that but that's why i have that love hate relationship with burpees and oh. wall balls and those kinds of things I because like, i hate hate relationship with burpees. <laughs> well i i, I hate so them too. too but like i can feel I can feel it so quickly. See, I'd much rather run than do burpees. No, Isn't that fr- see? Yeah, yeah. see? <laughs> I would not run. <laughs> see? She has a hey-hey relationship with yep, running. I have a hey-hey. There's no value to running. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. I just... I would just suggest to people... Obviously, take a look at your programming. Work with a professional. If you aren't... Yeah, I would just say work with a professional, period. But... More than that, you know, make sure that you're considering all ranges of motion and all of your weaknesses and all that kind of stuff. Because if just you do don't, you will people. get injured. Just do everything. <laughs> Got to. Got I mean, to. well, because like I've like since 
we've started this podcast even, I've added in stretching, which I never used to do, mm-hmm. and now I have to do almost every night. Even when you didn't stretch, when I was stretching and you would come into the gym, you're like, yeah, I need to do that. Like, you knew you needed to yeah. do it. You just were like, I don't want to do it. Right, but now yeah. I actually do it, yeah. and I spend, like, a significant of time doing it. It's, like, I love stretching. Uh, yeah, um... It's not so easy when, like, it's, it's, you probably, you love it, and you're flexible. (laughs) I love it because it feels good, and I love it because I can do a movement, and then I'll stretch, and I'll do the movement again, and I can immediately feel the difference. I don't when that happens. See, it doesn't happen for me like that. For (laughs) me, I have to spend, like, 20 minutes just stretching, and then maybe two days later, I'm like, oh, I guess this is why. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. It's boring. Um. Let's talk a little bit about if you do get injured, recovering. You've got um, three points here, I think. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip to your your last point, but I'll address it first because sure. it's something that's important to me, which is using nutrition, supplements, and other forms of therapy to speed up um, injury healing. I will tell everybody firsthand that one of the absolute priorities for me um, – with this like um, resub re injury two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, was a prioritization on reducing inflama- inflammation, and yeah. part of that is a low inflammation diet. It's I started adding broth back into my diet on a daily basis. I had gone to like less broth and more vital proteins, but for me, I was like, nope. Like I want I want the collagen from the bones. In I want soup in the morning every day. It helps that it's colder now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was it was easier to like drink smoothies with vital proteins in the summertime. Um, but and and so for me, I focus on that stuff because it reduces inflammation, which helps the healing process. Mm-hmm. If the body can focus on the injury inflammation versus inflammation from food or whatever, then it can heal faster. So maybe then you can jump into, because I, a lot of people on the show or who listen to the show aren't necessarily paleo, but I'll just say, (laughs) right. But you know about like inflammatory foods and what makes your body feel good. I just know my body. Right. Like, cause everyone is different. Yeah. Like you do what you do, boo. Yeah. But like for me, it's just like, I eat, well, like, to be real, the fact that I'm eating three meals plus a day now... Okay, you keep exciting. asking for praise for what you should be doing. Like, yeah. You've got to move <laughs> But I'm just this. saying, it's happening <laughs> in my life. It's working for you, obviously. Yeah, well, and, well, it's working and, you know, I'm not feeling like death anymore. Now I feel like death if I don't I would eat. call that working. Yeah, yeah. see? That's the thing. <laughs> um, but, like, so, but yeah. yeah, you just learned your bodies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, totally. I, I know nutrition. that. Yeah. <laughs> I just know I have to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, uh, yeah, totally. Because I'm quote unquote paleo, but I can eat, like, I don't have any issues with gluten whatsoever, <laughs> which many paleo people would be jealous of. But from what I know, it's like I react with chocolate and paprika. And if oh, I have God. them, yeah, and I'm so sad because I love chocolate. And if I have chocolate, like, like it's really terrible during pain for like a couple of days. And then I get really anxious <laughs> for no reasons. So it's in the end, I just decide it's not worth it at all. Yeah, but... For a fact, like if I have chocolate or paprika, anything that usually hurts will hurt more. So that's a reason to like stay away from them. Um, So in terms of like controlling inflammation, so there are three distinct phases of injury, right? You have like the first phase, um, which is usually like within the first 48 hours of injuries called the inflammation phase when everything is just like swelling up. Um, and trying to protect itself before their, your body starts to try to remove the, those things that it put in in the first place. Um, so generally, like, it's not a good idea to try to actively reduce inflammation in the first place. And by that, I mean, like, don't take a lot of anti-inflammation supplements and don't take a lot of painkillers during the first phase if you can handle it because research has shown that that slows down the, the overall healing time. So I yeah. want to talk a little bit about the scientific um, trigger behind that just to kind of explain it a little bit, which is that the inflammation rushing to an injury is how your body naturally heals itself. It's the same thing with, like, a fever, right? That's your body fighting off of an infection. Now, if it gets over a certain 
degree, depending on your age and your health or whatever, then yeah. it can get into risk territory. But doctors will also say for the same reasons, like during that window when your body is trying to fight the infection or when your body is trying to heal itself with the inflammation that it's sending to the injury, Mm -hmm. then by taking an anti-inflammatory, you're actually preventing your body from healing the injury naturally. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of, I think you were saying it, but I wanted to be really specific about it because I think it's important what you're saying. And when I went to the doctor for my back injury and they wanted to give me NSAIDs, which are an anti-inflammatory, I was like, no, I don't want that. (laughs) Like, can you just give me Tylenol? Um, Like, you know, a heavy duty Mm -hmm. Tylenol and um, which kind of masked some of the pain for me, but allowed my body to, to focus on the inflammation piece. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's especially true for the first phase, even though you probably don't want to make it more inflamed than it already is. Right. So like, just leave it naturally as it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are also other things that you can take to help with the inflammation as well, aside from maybe the medications and the foods, right? So there, um, I love the curcumin extract, um, see turmeric, right? So it has to be an extract because um, turmeric is not very well absorbed in the gut. So I like their extract like Mariva, and that I find like very uh, effective right away. And then there. Are, um, another herb called boswellia and enzymes like bromelain and papain. So like products like wobenzyme is also very helpful with helping with inflammation later on in the process. I have uh, not heard of some of those things. <laughs> yeah. Turmeric's like a normal thing, I think. In, like well, my... no, no. I know it's an anti-inflammatory spice for yeah. like food, but I no. hadn't heard that like you could take an extract. My aunt will take it by the spoonful. That's harder core than I'm willing to be. I'm just yeah, it's like need, Chinese yeah. medicine stuff. Like they'll go and they'll just get like a pound of turmeric and they'll go through it. It has to be an extract though. <laughs> yeah, well like this yeah. is like old school stuff because it's my aunt and like uncles and stuff and they're they're mm-hmm. older. But that that's how they get through their life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Moving right along. Let's <laughs> see what you're saying. It's hardcore. I mean, there was a time where I was doing hardcore things, I guess. And now I'm just an old woman who's only interested in doing what I want. (laughs) Like drinking broth every day. I mean, that's pretty hardcore. That's pretty normal. I guess I just need to put a pound of turmeric in it and I'll be good to go. Turmeric extract. Got it. You got it. Okay, so... um, We talk a lot on the show about different types of practitioners because Viv is into that. Yes. Viv is pretty much like, I don't know why you're seeing a spine MD. You need to go see my needling lady. Why haven't you seen her yet? Um, She also does PT. Whatever. (laughs) I think I probably will. I just, I need, I need to know that this like is not a fractured spine, which they're telling me it could be from some of my symptoms. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And once I'm assured that they know what the problem is and I can like move on without fearing paralyzation, then I'll be good. Can I get a recap of your, your injury? Cause I, I heard it in bits and pieces or different podcasts cause I was into both of them. So Uh, there were two, there were like two sets of injuries. Um, the first, was when I had a really heavy um, deadlift day, mm-hmm. um, and I did a lot of um, hip thrust movements mm-hmm. and um, deadlifts and carries, but like yeah. carries with a hip check, mm-hmm. um, and then I did car squat. So there was just oh. a whole there was a whole lot of lower body. Yeah, it was happening. a heavy day. It was heavy. And, um, it didn't feel like, I mean, I've actually felt okay. I had like a blood sugar issue cause I remember we hadn't eaten, but like yeah. it felt okay. And then I remember doing the sandbag carries and being like, my back is getting tired, like mm-hmm. not a pain, like we mm-hmm. talked about before, but like, yeah. you know, muscle fatigue mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to call it except we needed to do moss wrestling because right. we wanted to try out their moss wrestling. That was wrestling, like the right? whole purpose of yeah. us going down. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think the problem was that my muscles were already fatigued. And mm-hmm. then when I put them into 500% to wrestle Viv, um, <laughs> where my tailbone, you sit in like a V position with your legs straight out to the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 
and then you wrestle, wrestle a stick. stick. And the person uh, uh-huh. who pulls the stick towards them wins. So it's a literal hinged movement on your tailbone. It's like a seated tug of war. Yeah, it's a seated tug of war. Yeah. And um, the first one, Viv won, but there was still, like, I still exerted a lot of effort. Like, right. it wasn't like I just handed you the stick. No, I right. exerted a lot a lot of, of effort. But I felt okay. Um, and then we did... Second round, and I don't know how, but I got the stick from Viv, and I think that's when the injury happened because afterwards I was like, my back is done. Like mm-hmm. I just was like, whoa, I'm done. And Viv was like, no way, we're not leaving it at one one, which was completely reasonable. Mm-hmm. I do not blame you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and because at, at to that be point, real, if, if it was the same, yeah, no, totally, you would I would totally do it. I'm not. I do not in any way. <laughs> blame you for that but I think like my mistake was not listening to my body and be right. like no no I'm definitely done because I really just thought that it was muscle fatigue yeah. and then while we were in the wrestle position I was like no and then it just I was like done and then we drove back in the car sitting mm-hmm. for hours um so then you started feeling it after yeah it after? got it got worse like two or three days after mm-hmm. and so they thought it was a dislocated tailbone mm-hmm. but then i re-injured it when i picked up something off the ground in kind of a deadlift position and then i hip checked it and that thing off the ground <laughs> happened mm-hmm. to be a cement block and um <laughs> totes normal like, totes norms you weren't just trying to like <laughs> i wasn't trying to like a, trying to be like trying to show the guys that i was stronger than them or anything yeah um, no big deal <laughs> um yeah so that i immediately felt like that re-injury because that was after what like a month yeah. and i was finally like i was finally starting to train again yeah we were starting to train again i was yeah, feeling we, good we were starting we were getting into it slowly yeah and it was feeling good right. like it didn't hurt or anything and so this thing happened and it was just like boom oh my gosh and i dropped the cement that was in my hand and like limped away and i couldn't like use my right leg as i walked away i like couldn't lift it for a couple of days and that was acute pain that i felt right away so um the doctors are thinking that those might actually be two separate injuries and that's why i'm having so many different like symptoms and stuff that wouldn't be shocking mm-hmm. yeah i know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happened to me yeah. um and so it could be, you know, a number of things. It could be compressed discs because of the deadlift day. It could be a twisted tailbone. It could be a fractured, I think, what's that one above the tailbone coccyx? I, I mm. keep forgetting what they call that one. It's like a plate that's fused that used to be five vertebrae in human beings, but now it's like yeah. the plate that connects the tailbone to the vertebrae. Uh-huh. So they, think, they think that's fractured. Ooh. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, what what I would guess, and it's, it's completely a hypothesis, like I'm not sure if it's true, is that um, when you have an injury, the muscles around it turn off, Yeah, right? Because your body is trying to protect something. And it could be that your glutes are off um, more or less right now because um, it's trying to protect the, the broken part. And then that's why like you put more load in your back muscles and that could be why your back hurts. So yeah. That, yeah. So we'd need like a physiotherapist to help you to turn it back on and really train it properly again. Yeah, before but, I do anything, I'm going to find out what the actual problem is. And absolutely. Then, then I will do all do what things. needs to be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that kind of the that's I think we just kind of covered <laughs> I'm really trying to avoid. So when when the doctor was like, "This bone might be fractured and it might not be a dislocated tailbone," I was like so excited that I had a fractured spine. I was like, "Yes, why no finger finger in the butt?" butt. Oh, anyway, uh, it's moving right along. Um, So we we covered kind of the recovery section. I think maybe uh, we could talk just kind of um, wrap up on if people who don't have, like, a major spinal problem, you know, a minor injury or, you know, isolated to one part of their body, um, what to do training when injured. I think the the biofeedback thing is um, interesting and complicated. I, I learned about bio, biofeedback from Jen Sinclair at Movement mm-hmm. Minneapolis and then again at yeah. Paleo FX. Um, maybe you want to talk a, a little bit just about what it 
is, because I think it's such a broad topic we can't possibly define for people how to listen to their own body for biofeedback without actually going to some sort of training for it, but... Yeah, I I do plan on making a video about this at some point. So if yeah, if you sign up for my mailing list, you probably get that video. Um, yeah, I just haven't gotten time to to do that, but like people keep asking me about it. So it's basically you ask your body if doing something is right for your body by testing a movement, right? And it's usually a, a total touch. So like I bend down until I find resistance anywhere in my body, and I stop, and then I test the movement, and then I test the Lord. The cool thing about biofeedback is that if you use the muscles that are injured in the wrong way, it will not test well. So for someone with really um, nagging spinal issues like me, I find it very helpful. Um, yeah, because I, I tend to pop my neck out with deadlifts and mm. stuff like that. So I just test and see, oh, okay, today my neck hurts, so this is not testing well and I should do squats instead. Or if my back hurts, sometimes front squat we test better than back squat. And then I can test how heavy I can go, like gradually increasing the weights and tests. So that's a good, um, I guess, tool for rehabbing if you are working up to where you were before the injuries. Yeah, so like I would stay within the weights that test well and we test after every single set so that I know um, if it goes beyond that point or if I start to have to push myself to complete a set, then I should stop. And that's why I say it's not a good idea to go with the no pain, no gain mentality, especially if you're injury prone or you're doing dealing with some kind of injuries. Definitely. So, yeah, so that's my... For one one on biofeedback. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, you know, it's important to say, but kind of obvious, obviously have programming that works around your injury. Don't, you know, if you're injured and you're a CrossFitter and you show up and don't explain to people that you have a particular injury, um, then obviously um, you're more prone to have problems than you are if you talk to your coach and say, hey, I dislocated my shoulder and I need some workaround solutions. Um to work on getting it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think me as a coach, I'm just proactive and being like, okay, do you have any injuries this week that I need to <laughs> yeah. know about? Yeah. Um, because not a lot of people volunteer that information. But even, like, I think even when I'm not feeling so 100% in body in the gym, I'm always like, oh, we're changing that. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening today. Yeah. I've, I've worked with a, a post-rehab personal trainer. And he, like, I showed him my, my posture and the way my spine is and stuff. And he just put me on a, a program that's like planks and planks and planks for like three months. <laughs> yeah, see, that's so, one of those things that I know that I need, like, I know that I need to work on core because anytime anybody says anything core, like planks, I'm like, <gasps> like the uh, curse of a thousand suns. Like, oh, no! I'm currently in, like, my current uh, prescription is like more cowbell. Hollow rocks. Look, did you just see what I did right yeah. there? You didn't mm-hmm. even smile at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of different variations you can do there. Yeah, but I totally learned a lot about core, like, because it's, it's different from the core that I thought it was from, like, when I was a bodybuilder and mm-hmm. I did, like, crunches and all different kinds of, like, side bends and stuff like five, six days a week when I was a bodybuilder and I learned later that I actually have weak core and I need to retrain it differently because your core is more than just your abs. It's <laughs> how your how you brace your lats and your, your glutes as well and all these deep muscles and their the paraspinals. So yeah, it's a big eye opener that I actually had to train my core. <laughs> awesome. So I think the last thing on your list is something I've never heard of before. Have you heard of this? Um, Something called TENS, trans-electrical nerve stimulation, um, to help keep progress if exercise is not possible. Is that those things that, like, I see CrossFitters using for recovery? Yeah. Um, No, um... Well, I learned this stuff from Ben Greenfield. Um, mm. He's like the, the biohacking guy who mm. likes to tr- try different gadgets. Right? And I, I've had it on my, my jaw so, because mm. I have TMJ. So it's basically sticking the electrodes on the muscles and it turns on the muscles to move without you actually moving. 
so you can work those muscles and keep the the strength and the the mass of the muscles. So freaky. <laughs> yeah, and you may have seen it if you've seen their um, the All Spice video. You know, like this lily muscular oh, like, guy and he's sitting. Terry Crews style, like and, yeah, his muscles like popping. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, I think there's another tool like the the vibrating plate is also another thing that you can use to to train your muscles so you can be like working out without moving the joints and that affect that mm. so yeah these are the things that you can look into like if you really can't train for three or four months but you need to keep the the progress in terms of strength and hypertrophy interesting yeah that is interesting I had um, I only a, get stim when I'm like in needling and it's, the needles in my body. Mm, that's exactly I'm what I was so going to talk about. You just said I had yeah I had that so I got needles. I in, think like, I might actually prefer someone <laughs> fixing a dislocated tailbone to what you just described. <laughs> it's really cool, but it freaks it freaks your muscles oh out. Oh my gosh! But like after it's so relaxed because it's it so feels tired. Good. <laughs> Because you can have, like, you can be quote unquote working out while watching TV, right? <laughs> Whatever you guys say, I'm, I'm gonna call it my sardines. It's just not gonna happen. You don't so. like sardines? You haven't like get out of my life. How do you eat a Caesar salad? No, that is anchovies, anchovies not sardines. But sardines are good on rice with like sauce. If they don't have bones and skin and stuff. That's like the whole fish. <laughs> yeah, that's how paleo people eat sardines. They, like, expect me. I mean, it's high in nutrients. I get it. <laughs> I just have to draw the line somewhere, and eating bones is, like, the the line. Fish bones are not appetizing, okay. I guess. Yeah, exactly. I'll give those to my cat. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <Hi>. So, <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's a good place to jump off. Um Nadja, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you remind people where they can find you, um, specifically if they're looking for, um, you know, assistance with a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, or um, specifically, too, with hormone regulation assistance, um, where would they go to find you? Okay, um, so I have, I typed up the report about injury prevention, and you can go to dead.mp forward slash injury hacks so i-n-j-u-r-y-h-a-c-k-s right so that's where you can get this report and um you can find me at ynerdywellness.com so that's my website and then you can look in the contact to find my email address if you have any questions or inquiries yeah thank you so much for having me stacy and Viv. this is so much fun yeah good to have you some some things um that I hadn't heard of before, but also to put some context around something that we've been talking about a lot that I really hope that we don't have to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> any longer. But I'm working towards it. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for listening, listeners. And I think that we'll be back next week, too. Yes. Awesome. All right. So stay strong, everyone. Woohoo! <laughs>